Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up, Lord. We gather to worship Almighty God, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. The service of liturgy, music, and homily is offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We invite your written or emailed responses your prayerful and material support, your self-selection of forms of ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us here. We are reminded that one of the three modes and meanings of Holy Communion is remembrance. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice to be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
Let us pray together. Grant us, O Lord, to trust in you with all our hearts, for as you always resist the proud who confide in their own strength, so you never forsake those who make their boast of your mercy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. A lesson from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as seemed good to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done, says the Lord? Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. At one moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it. But if that nation, concerning which I have spoken, turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster that I intended to bring on it. And at another moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build and plant it. But if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good that I had intended to do to it. Now, therefore, say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of, his, of Jerusalem, Thus says the Lord, Look, I am a potter shaping evil against you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, all of you, from your evil way and amend your ways and your doings. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 139 with the antiphon. have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all of my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me, when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 33. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Now large crowds were traveling with him, and he turned and said to them, Whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, 
brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not first sit down and estimate the cost to see whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This fellow began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to wage war against another king, will not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to oppose the ones who come against him with 20,000? If he cannot, then, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation and asks for the terms of peace. So therefore, none of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all your possessions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Along the lake shore in the early morning mist when one is run, running along the stone-laden path. The earlier the better, one may hear the rooster crow, his call, call to prayer, call to life, call to devotion in the early morning mist. Notice the way the mind curls back upon itself. The rooster. In our earlier days, our son had a raccoon, a stuffed animal, whose given name was Rooster. Rooster Raccoon. Rooster Raccoon suffered two uh, accidental burnings that caused his sides to be patched with cloth. He came to nestle too closely somehow to the stove. He also lost part of a limb in a struggle with the black Labrador and an ear. In the crowing of the rooster along the lake in the early morning mist, that era, beloved and bygone, was powerfully evoked. You know, this hauntingly, lastingly haunting song of the early morning, the rooster crowing, has everything to do with the birth of the church. The church which we love, the lastingly good gifts of life, of my life, of life have come by God's grace in the person of Jesus Christ through the working, the means of grace in the church, a name in baptism, faith, a gift, in confirmation, community in Eucharist, work in ordination, friendship in marriage, freedom in forgiveness, and eternal hope in unction. There is something about that song from the early morning mist calling to us, reminding us, before the cock crows twice, you will have betrayed me three times. The work of love is to free us from the work of betrayal and loss. The labor of love is grace and freedom. Speaking of labor, isn't it interesting the way the mind curls back? 
upon itself. Labor omnia winket, work conquers all. This is a weekend devoted in our culture to the memory of those who have given of themselves in labor. Even those of us who grew up reading Mark Twain know the value of labor, though sometimes in Twain you feel that work is somewhere between overly valued and denigrated. You remember Tom at the fence, Huck coming along early in the morning, Tom whitewashing and saying to Huck, you know, anything you do today will be nowhere as fun as painting this fence. And I might let you join with me, but I couldn't do it for free. You'd have to uh, give me an apple, and then maybe you'd like to join with me. Just how much remembrance do we have of the value of work? The 90% of us who are blessed with a place to go, an office to fill, work to do, a job to enjoy, just how well do we remember what it feels like to hunt for a job? People need work. People need work to do. There's plenty of work to do. Students among us may be asked to do a genogram at some time. That's a healthy exercise for younger and older alike to inspect your family systems, your family tree. You might this weekend ask your parents about their grandparents. Those of you who are 20 might ask your parents about their grandparents in the 1930s. You may uncover, discover a story or two about, say, your mother's grandfather who spent the 1930s traveling the country, hopping onto trains, hopping off of trains, knocking at the back door of the Methodist parsonage for a cheese sandwich. Have we lost a bit of empathy? Have we lost a remembrance of what work can mean? And the great four freedoms that that generation knew so well in painting and in word, freedom from fear and freedom from want and freedom to speak and freedom to worship. And speaking of freedom, isn't it funny the way the mind curls back on itself, its capacity to remember? We're gathered here in the cradle of liberty. This is Boston, the home of the bean and the cod, where the Lowells speak only to the Cabots, and the Cabots speak only to God, where we welcome from across the globe those who will walk the freedom trail and remember that this country, the land of the free and the home of the brave, was born in a longing for freedom. What kind of freedom? What type? Of freedom. Those who went, maybe you have still a little sand in your toes from that day you spent, some of you this week, in the harbor islands, wading and swimming and enjoying and remembering 1631 and the Bay Colony and John Winthrop and a city set on a hill. What kind of freedom did they hunt for? Freedom to face life as they chose freedom to worship as they chose. They were looking for a place and a space, a space in a place in which to worship. It was religious freedom that gave birth to liberty 
and justice for all. We might want to carry that remembrance as across the country, not just in the large cities, but in the smaller. We look for places for houses of worship, synagogues and mosques and churches and temples. We come from the freshwater lakes of upstate New York, and along the Erie Canal there are several smaller cities. The smallest and poorest is Utica, and last month the Central Methodist Church, once a dynamic congregation there, has been rebuilt into upstate New York's largest mosque. Isn't it beautiful, say the citizens of Utica, this new mosque? Have you seen it? Can I take you? They are so proud. Sometimes you have to move from the center to the periphery to see clearly. That's what Jeremiah would say. Speaking of the periphery, isn't it amazing the way the mind curls back on itself? Sermons are for hearing, but also for remembering. This past summer, we, had, we went to the periphery. We went to the north and the west and the south, and we brought preachers. Reverend Carter and Reverend Leitner and Reverend Amerson, do you remember what they said in Grace and Freedom, said Reverend Carter, God, quoting a Haitian proverb, God gives, but God does not share. Benevolence abounds, but the work of just distribution is our own. Remember Reverend Leitner and his hymn, his song to the glories of reading, don't judge a book by his, its cover, he said, but you read and read and read and you will discover grace and freedom in the least likely of places. And Reverend Amerson, who reminded us of our own story, that's what friends do. They give ourselves back to ourselves. The history of John Dempster in 1839 in Boston University and then he remembered the grace and freedom of a friend who leaned toward him in a healing service, and he said, what can I do for you? And he said in the finest malapropism of his life, she erred in speaking but not in meaning by saying, may my strength be faithened. May my strength be faithened. We can give up in his words, a little bit of expectation in favor of the breadth of expectancy. It gives us a kind of remembrance. Speaking of remembrance, isn't it interesting the way the mind curls back on itself? The word, the, the, the scripture in word and interpretation is like the table in bread and cup. It is a, they are together, a, 60-generation-long arm reaching with us and touching Jesus of Nazareth. Luke, Luke reminds us strictly, sternly, harshly with hyperbole of the cost of discipleship. And this year, particularly in Lent, when we remember Dietrich Bonhoeffer, we shall have opportunity at Marsh Chapel to count the cost of discipleship. Luke's Memory with us is a memory of grace, grace and freedom, but not cheap grace and not shallow freedom. Remembrance is one of the three primary modes and meanings of the Lord's Supper. This last spring, 
we celebrated 40 years of ministry of our rabbi, Joe Pollock. By surprise, one of his student leaders gathered us late on a Friday evening. The room was full of laughter and speech, of memory and reflection. The speakers came in order, and she who had organized and arranged concluded the evening by saying, I quote her precisely, it is today's gospel. Those of us who are active here at religious life, in religious life, are so in order that years from now, our memories of college will not be disconnected from our religious faith and our religious tradition. Our remembrance we will be held by and connected with our faith and tradition. And you? How shall you hold the memories of these few years, these four years, many years from now? Jesus said, this do in remembrance of me. And so the apostle said, I delivered to you what I also received from the Lord, that on the night that he was betrayed, do you hear the rooster crowing even there? He took bread and broke it, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this my body for you. Amen. Beloved, please be seated. It is a great joy this Sunday morning to welcome you here to the Nave of Marsh Chapel. We are glad you have come to join us. We greet also our radio congregation listening live on WBUR 90.9 FM and our listening congregation around the world listening, listening streaming on the internet at WBUR.org. We are glad especially for those who have joined us in the Nave and we hope you will join us following the service for a 
barbecue luncheon on the BU beach right next door and uh, uh, join us in fellowship and, and get to know one another and get to know the staff and leadership here at Marsh a little bit better. We uh, would note that the service, uh, the regular, regularly scheduled events begin on Tuesday of this week. Monday, uh, the chapel offices are closed for Labor Day. We hope you'll uh, take a look at, the, at your bulletin and the chapel website, bu.edu slash chapel, for more information about all of those activities. I'd like to turn to my colleague, Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett, for a note about the choir. Good morning, and let me add my words of welcome to all of you new students, returning students, returning members of our community, welcome back for a new year. You'll hear the dean say often uh, throughout the year that our envisioned mission at Marsh Chapel is to be a heart for the heart of the city and a service in the service of the city. And in many ways, the Marsh Chapel Choir is a heart for the heart of the chapel and a service in the service of the chapel. We invite you, students, members of the chapter alike, to consider membership in the chapel choir. There's a little brochure that you can collect uh, in the narthex on your way out or on the signboard that's located in the plaza outdoors. Uh, membership is open to all, and there's more information about how you can audition and learn more about our schedule and activities. There'll be more information for all of you to come in the next few weeks about the details of our season, of course, the Bach Cantata series, which we begin for our fourth season now, and much more information. Uh, again, my welcome to you and uh, an invitation to consider membership in the Chapel Choir. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Jarrett. We would hope that you would help us to get to know you better and help uh, you to get to know each other better by filling out the red pads found on the, along the center of aisle each of each pew. We'd ask once you filled it out to pass it along and uh, we'll, so that we can keep in touch throughout the week. In addition, uh, do keep an eye on the Chapel website and available there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
We give you thanks, O God, this day for life and work and peace. Bless these gifts and those who have given them for the service of ministry in this place and around the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father. Peace from His Son, Jesus Christ, who is our peace. Peace from the Holy Spirit, the life giver. The peace of the triune God be always with you. Let us share with one another a sign of peace. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. As the grain once scattered in the fields and the grapes once dispersed on the hillside are now reunited on this table in bread and wine, so, Lord, may your whole church soon be gathered from the corners of the earth into your kingdom. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, you made the world and love your creation. You gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. His dying and rising have set us free from sin and death, and so we gladly thank you, with saints and angels praising you and singing. We praise and bless you, loving Father, through Jesus Christ our Lord, and as we obey his command, send your Holy Spirit that broken bread and wine outpoured may be for us the body and blood of your dear Son. On the night before he died, he had supper with his friends, and taking bread, he praised you. He broke the bread, gave it to them, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup of wine. Again, he praised you, gave it to them, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. So, Father, we remember all that Jesus did. In him we plead with confidence his sacrifice made once for all upon the cross. Bringing before you the bread of life and cup of salvation, we proclaim his death and resurrection until he comes in glory. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ Lord of all life, help us to work together for that day when your kingdom comes and justice and mercy will be seen in all the earth. Grant to Adam Robert Engel eternal rest, and may light perpetual shine upon him. Look with favor on your people, 
gather us in your loving arms, and bring us with all the saints to feast at your table in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, and with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. As our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread.
Let us pray. Father of all, we give you thanks and praise that when we were still far off, you met us in your Son and brought us home. Dying and living, he declared your love, gave us grace, and opened the gate of glory. May we who share Christ's body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the Spirit lights give light to the world. Keep us firm in the hope you have set before us, so we and all your children shall be free, and the whole earth live to praise your name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. First Sunday, as is our custom, we commend to you the ministry of the chapel and its sermon offerings found on our website. We commend those listening to our ministry of communion. Those desirous may call the chapel to receive communion in their homes. And in this, on this first Sunday, we invite those so moved to ad- identify as members of the chapel chapter simply by speaking with our director of hospitality, Elizabeth Fomby Hall. On this Sunday, we encourage all to continue or to commence the practice of tithing, of disciplined generosity, and to indicate interest in giving to our chapel director, Ray Bouchard. And on this first Sunday, we ask you to ask yourself what form your ministry here will take in the coming weeks. A word of benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forever. 
Amen.